Welcome to this episode of the Environmentalism in the Hague podcast. Our podcast aims to introduce and educate listeners about all the various environmental efforts that are being made in the Hague. If this is the first time you are tuning into our podcast, you should know that all our episodes have an optional walking route associated with them. This route will take you past a number of the locations discussed in the episode and allow you to have a more tangible experience while stretching your legs. Links to the walking routes can be found in the description of each episode or alternatively on our Instagram at The Environmental Podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can reach out to us at thehagueenvironmentalpodcast at gmail.com. Hello again. The next location on the list is the Scheveningen Bosje. Welcome to the Hague's most prestigious and oldest forest, which in fact is one of the richest spots in the Hague in terms of biodiversity. Take a time to admire the rich nature around you and embrace the quietness and beauty of such a dense forest. The history of the forest is quite intriguing. It was originally a dune area until man influenced it since the 17th century. The area has been planted with oaks, elms, poplars, and other species of trees. At the end of the 18th century, Willem Heitveld received a permit to clear part of the dune soil. He grew potatoes, sugar beets, rye, barley, and buckwheat as you do back then. The area was heavily impacted by the emergence of world wars, with areas being completely stripped, making the forest bare plain. This has also led to the Slavening of Bosia being home to a high variety of plants and animal species. So the stripping also was actually in fact beneficial. Let's talk about the flora first. The vegetational composition has been heavily regulated through humanity, which is visible within the structure of the forest and the types of species that are present. Even the effort to enhance the soil quality of the then cleared part of the area after the Second World War by applying household waste and sewage sludge has also left its mark on the area. Dust tolerant species that were rare in the original dune area, such as stinging nettle, cow parsley, small spring seed, ground elder, and various other species are now, are now common here. However, some species have persisted through the varying land use changes, gestures, and environmental impacts, and thus the area also contains various plant species that are characteristic of older or richer forests, such as the Bosom buckthorn, Bogeus grass, or large witch's herb, and sporadic species that are characteristic of dune grassland, and such as Turbus, buttercup, snakewort, and sweet smelling Solomon seal. An interesting group of plant species is the Stinson flora, which is represented in the Slaveningen groves, with no fewer than 14 species, such as wood anime, finger helmet flower, wild hessian snowdrops, and also bloom in the spring. For those of you that are really adventurous, wild raspberry brushes also grow in this forest, although you should be careful to eat only the ones higher up, as those are not susceptible to fox species and feces from other animals. We must not forget our beloved animals. Next to the many dogs roaming through the park, the visitors of the park have a high chance of running into different types of fauna. Within the forest, a variety of amphibians, birds, and mammals reside. In the last year, 97 different bird species have been sighted there. Important species include the nuthatch, tawny owl, buzzard, green woodpecker, kingfisher, nightingale, sparrowhawk, amongst others. In terms of mammals, you can expect to sporadically find woodmouse, rufous wool, house shrew, muskrat, squirrel, mole, fox, and hedgehogs in the forest. They're really cute. In order to enhance genetic diversity and interactions of species, different connections also have been built towards Hague's other green spaces, such as 
Zorfleet Vesper part or the St. Hugers part. Sadly, the park has been impacted by anthropogenic activity and abrasion from the high visitor rates in the park. Moreover, climate change is another major factor negatively impacting the park characteristics, especially evident in the analysis of soil quality information. Examples of soil degradation include soil pollution, reduction of water holding capacity, and loss of soil biodiversity. Since soil is a critical component to both food security and presents a useful climate change mitigation measure, it is important that we preserve this. In the Netherlands, soil health seems to be closely related to the distance from the coast. Dynamic systems and disturbances of the coast, such as wind speed, salt, spray, and sand movement, and vegetation cover, are the key processes that prevent healthy soil development near the dunes. This explains why the soil in the Haxebos and Schreveningenbosch are further developed and have higher bulk densities, so they are more compact and healthier than the soil at Schreveningen dunes, for example. So I invite you to get your hands dirty and dig some soil. That concludes this episode of the Hague Environmental Podcast. Be sure to check out our other episodes if you enjoyed this one. And if you have any feedback for us, please reach out to us at thehagueenvironmentalpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of your day.